Hey everybody, welcome to episode 6 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to episode 6 of Two Views Movies Podcast. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And episode 6 is all about Black Panther, the newest entry into Marvel's universe. So obviously this one's pretty straightforward if you're following the Marvel universe. It's T'Challa. He's taken over for his dad. He's the new king of Wakanda. He is the Black Panther. And we need to see what happens next, just like any other good Marvel movie. Normal cast, Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther. We already knew that. Michael B. Jordan, who is fantastic as Creed, is Killmonger. And then we've got some other good, strong supporting actors with Lupita Nyong'o, Daniel Guerra, and Daniel Kaluuya, who is from Get Out. So I was glad to see him in a new movie so quickly. This was directed by Ryan Coogler. So if you're familiar with Fruitvale Station or Creed, so him and Michael B. Jordan like to make movies together. Where to even start, right? It's a, it was a lot of hype around this one, I think. There's a lot of hype around this one. And it got me really excited to see it. And I'm as somebody who absolutely loves Creed, I thought that <laughs> I thought that movie was awesome. Uh, a lot of it comes from my relationship with with Rocky series, right. and I thought they did a great job, almost passing the torch uh, to that. I thought the director did did great job with that. Um, I love Michael B. Jordan, and so it got me really excited for this movie. And really, some of that hype would have also come from Civil War too, right? Because that was the first time that we saw Black Panther. Yes. So did you like what you saw in Civil War? I did. I did. And I thought that they were going to explore more of why he could run faster than cars, you know, and, and things like that, mm-hmm. um, which they didn't really. They said he has the power of the panther, but they didn't really get into what those powers were. Okay. And so it's, uh, you know, he's supposed to have the strength and the speed where he can run, you know, 50 miles an hour because that's how fast you clock a panther, I guess. But and they and they do address oh we're gonna take away your panther powers they they do that a couple times in this movie but they don't ever say what those are no they don't specify but I don't I guess I didn't feel like they needed to I was under the impression that he drinks the from the heart shaped flower the, the fruit yeah yeah the purple stuff and that gives him all the powers he needs and to me that all the explanation I need is I, I've seen him in action so I kind of know what that consists of I didn't need details it's kind of like super serum didn't really in cap one i don't think i don't remember if they do or not but did they go through and like bullet point what all that gives him well i mean you you see that in cap it, he goes from this little twerp to super soldier yeah but it, I, they did they, they, they didn't quantify no you know what it was but i didn't really see a difference in black panther of him with or without the serum like there wasn't really a a noticeable Definitely not a noticeable change, sure. but but they never really demonstrate. He still fought the same, you know, when he was fighting uh, sure. for his kingship. Yeah. Uh, but, like, there wasn't a, a drastic difference of with or without. Right. It certainly wasn't um, as drastic as Cap, but I felt like maybe they made him look a little bit less big. Maybe that was just my mentality going into it. I need to watch again closely to see. I felt like they kind of made him less muscular, but uh, to me, that doesn't mean he's still not a warrior and a fighter and he can't fight. Well, sure, and that's what they're trying to prove is he could still fight without yeah. this this boost. But, you know, in Civil War, I, I was kind of curious which direction they were going to go with it. Is it is it the suit that makes him do that, or is he going to have the 
super soldier serum type mm-hmm. thing. Because uh, in the comics, he basically just has a, a regular suit. And then over time, he's graduated into the, the vibranium suit. But he's always had powers, mm-hmm. you know. And so I didn't know which direction they were going to go with it because they really don't give you anything in Civil War about him. Sure. Um, and then here, I was like, okay, they're going to talk about that. And they say, all right, the Panther, which means nothing. Yeah. You know, that that piece uh, is like they didn't really go into more of, I mean, they did an origin story, but not about the kind of hero he is. He's he's basically a guy who can fight good. Yeah, I was fine with it. I, I To me, like I said, it didn't strike me as any different than Super Serum as Superman strong because of the yellow sun. But they but they mentioned that. that. They mentioned what he can do. He can fly because you can see that. You can see Captain America do those things. Yeah, but you saw Black Panther do that in Civil War. You know he can run like crazy. He can jump like crazy. In the costume. Yeah, sure. But, but they explained to you now that it's not the costume that's giving him those powers. It's the the stuff he drinks from the flower. And they explain what the suit does. So you know that the suit has vibranium and it stores kinetic energy. So you know it's not making him, you know, stronger in terms of like his fighting abilities. It's, you know, it's a suit that's powerful, but he's got separate powers. I, I thought that was fine. I didn't have any questions about that. I just think they kept talking about the power of the Panther, but not what the power of the Panther was. And, oh. I, and I, I, hope, I hope that it would make it make more sense for the casual viewer. You know, so again, see, I think it's actually opposite. I think you have more knowledge because you read a lot of the comics and you maybe wanted that. Whereas I think casual viewers watching a superhero movie got everything they needed where it's like, oh, yeah, he drinks that and he becomes super powerful and he's extra strong and extra fast. He's got this vibranium suit. Yeah, that's all I need. I'm good. Hmm. See, I, I took that differently. I was trying to put the eyes on if someone didn't know the character, which I think. The majority of people watching this did not know the character. No, I agree. I think I think that's the difference between you having the knowledge and trying to pretend like you don't have the knowledge versus people that just don't have the knowledge and what they're okay with getting to that level. I don't I don't think the casual moviegoer is going to need a breakdown of what I think I think it was fine what we got. And of course I was waiting for them to mention the infinity stone that's underneath, I'm sure, where those flowers are being um grown yeah i know you you to me you've said that on the side a lot that you think the soul gem is there and that's why thanos is coming in right. the trailer for an infinity war is right. coming to wakanda because that's where the soul gem is which is why he can see his ancestors and it's just always been there mm-hmm. which which makes a lot of sense for for them to go that route in marvel of piecing that all to how does this guy talk to his ancestors because now we're talking dr strange level and mm-hmm. that's not really what I mean, it is kind of what Black Panther is, but it's really hard to tie into this world that they've created. But it makes a lot of sense if the Soul Gems doing all that work. Right. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's the logical place that it's going to go. I don't know why they wouldn't have at least dropped that nugget in this movie. But, I mean, if they get to it in Infinity War, then that's fine. Right, because we have a whole what, month and a half to <laughs> to wait before that that's right. revealed. Right. I will say... Uh, Michael B. Jordan, he, he's a monster. Yeah, uh, I watched Creed after after Black Panther, and I thought he was big in Creed, but he's he's bulked up even beyond that mm-hmm. for this, and he he is huge. I loved everything about Killmonger, everything about it. I thought Michael B. Jordan was great. I actually wish he had gotten more screen time. I agree. He gets, I would say, roughly three to four scenes in the whole first half of the movie. I mean, it's enough to like flesh him out and make him a really good character and everything like that but i i would have 
maybe it's just me being selfish. I, I thought he was really cool. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him more before he comes to Wakanda. Yes. Of showing the the badass that, that he is. Yeah. And they mentioned, you know, all the little scars on him or people that he's killed. Uh, I wish it wasn't totally covering him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish there's still room to, to grow, yeah. if you will. But it, but I thought that was a really cool thing to show. Oh, gosh, this guy's killed. You know, I didn't I didn't really think about this until right now. But you know how every Marvel movie tends to start with an... Well, I should say every Marvel movie since maybe Civil War has started with an opening action sequence. It just feels like that's kind of what they do, right? Mm-hmm. You get the crowd going. Um, you know, this one kind of had that. But I almost wish they had started with like a Killmonger opening scene like he got one right where he goes to the museum and gets the wakandan artifact right but i kind of wish they had turned it all on its head and like had the it kind of like dark knight where it opens with joker right i think that would have been cool for for killmonger because black panther already has his opening scene in civil war so he doesn't really need one so give it to killmonger would have been an extra way to sneak it in and to be honest i think you could just cut that part out and then just move it to the front yeah, and it doesn't change anything, right? You know, other than just when you see it. Yeah, it, that one I think ended up being a little bit more about um, Ulysses than because Killmonger is just there saying he sees the artifact. I would have liked to have seen something where he takes out some people in doing that. But all in all, it was it was good. Killmonger is is really good. Um, I, I wish we had seen more of him, and I wish so bouncing around a little bit. I wish the third act, the final act of the movie, after he becomes. King, King of Wakanda. They didn't really capitalize on that. I would have liked to have seen. I know his his plans were bigger and broader and he wanted to take Wakandan weapons out and lead a revolution, but I wish there had been something where he I don't know, showed off like how ruthless he really is and I think that would have solidified him right. more as like really this mean evil guy. Yeah, beyond just the the scars, you know. And yeah. so show him be that that ruthless no i agree and and i wish his plan was more specified Mm -hmm. um, of what he's gonna do other than we have spies in every country of the world let's give them all weapons and we'll take it over yeah you know it's like "Mm, okay well i'd I'd like it to be let's start here yeah you know and then and and then work our way up to eventually we're gonna we're gonna do this everywhere sure something that's that makes it more strategic and thought out of the guy he's supposed to be yeah i agree with you on that one i one of my other complaints about the third act was that i felt like it had done a good job of being a pretty fresh movie for the first two-thirds not really overly predictable in a marvel kind of way but then i felt like the third act was entirely predictable like it just kind of fell back into that plain marvel formula in the third act it just felt like and that was one of the pieces where like oh, okay so now the idea is just that we're going to take the weapons out and go lead this and you know the you you kind of knew the one tribe was going to come in and save them and everything yeah. just kind of fell into its place too nice and neat and i felt like it had done a good job of taking the marvel formula up to that point and recognizing it and appreciating it but like building on top of it and kind of twisting it in parts to where it did something different than other marvel movies do but then yeah that last act was just it was cgi all the, cgi fun fest it was cgi fun fest <laughs> it was predictable in the plot you kind of knew where things were going to go and it, it was just kind of it, that really like up until that last act i was at like a four and a half on where i wanted the movie where i thought the movie was at especially and i, I peeked at the uh, ritual battle between Killmonger and uh, T'Challa. 
Yeah. I thought that was like one of the few times where in a Marvel movie, I've been like, oh man, that's actually kind of really emotional. Like I'm getting really invested into this. I'm kind of angry and worried about T'Challa, but I'm kind of happy and sad for Killmonger. I'm kind of scared for the people of Wakanda. Like I normally don't get that way in Marvel movies. Marvel movies are very much like you kind of know what feelings you're supposed to have. You just kind of go through it and it's not really all that intense. But this one really got me there for whatever reason on that. But then everything after that ritual battle is where it just like tapered off a little bit. And this is going to come as no surprise to you. But uh, during that fight, uh, the Forrest Whitaker intervention, <laughs> I think it ruined the momentum of what Killmonger was doing. You know, he, he was beating mm-hmm. beating T'Challa, beating T'Challa, and then Forrest Whitaker jumped in and said, it's my fault. And that he killed him. Okay, I'm, I'm glad Forrest Whitaker's now dead. But <laughs> it took away from him throwing him over the, the edge. Now, he could have, they could have done that you know, killed him before the fight or something. But but I felt like it took away from T'Challa losing and him winning. Like it was kind of building up to that, that moment. And then let's sidestep with a guy intervening, even though that's tradition to never do that ever, you know? And so it, it, I don't know. I I didn't like that part. Yeah. Um, But I I agree with you. I thought that was one of the better scenes of the movie of how are they going to do this? You know? uh, So in my mind, you know, how are they going to, going to kill T'Challa? Or how's he gonna find the, the the ropes and Hulk up and then and then beat him there? Yeah, you know, I, was like, I was like, we're kind of in the middle of the movie. Yeah, I was, I was like, I wonder how this was gonna end. That was one of the things. So I, I I loved the ritual concept. I loved it in the beginning when they show T'Challa having to to defend it because I it's not like anything we've ever seen in Marvel that this superhero is only a superhero because he's been granted this power by um, the people. Right? It's not even birth. Yeah, yeah, well, but like when you, going back to Civil War, when his dad dies, he inherits Black Panther. I think what it's showing is maybe he inherited it temporarily because he was out in like the field or whatever. But I think what's really cool about this is that like he could get challenged and lose Black Panther. It doesn't mean Black Panther goes away. It just means Black Panther is bigger than something else. Like we don't really see that with Captain America. Captain America is Captain America. Hulk is Hulk. Thor can't not be Thor. But this is like something that could be won or lost in, in battle. So I love that idea of like there's a ritual, then people can challenge for it. And that was a perfect way of setting up the Killmonger stuff later. And I, one of the questions I'd always had watching the trailer was, you knew there was going to be a Panther versus Panther fight. Right. And I was like, oh, I really hope it's not something dumb where like he just goes and like steals a suit. Steals and a suit, it. yeah. And so the answer to that question for me was really great. Like, no, he actually became king and was the ruler of wakanda and i didn't overly like that t'challa was like able to survive and come back and that they had a spare suit for him because i feel like that kind of went against the grain of like everything because uh, you know the general in a movie general koye she was like no i have to stay here and defend the king because wakanda is bigger than any one person and yeah killmonger sucks he's a villain you're not supposed to root for him but then i felt like t'challa coming back and Doing that was like, oh, he set up this whole idea of a ritual. I mean, you lost. That's part of it. Right. And now you're just going to fight back. Well, well, they did throw one line in there of, it's a battle to the death, and I did not yield. Oh, yeah. True. So, that is fair. So it was going to, hey, we're not, we're not done yet. Yes. You know, it's like, I'm still standing here. That is, that is true. That is true. But, but I have a panther suit now. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the thing that bothered me. I kind of, I don't know. I, I'm just off the top of my head. Maybe... Maybe I would have liked the ending better had it not been a Panther versus Panther battle. Well, they just redo T'Challa versus Killmonger with no suits. I think I I think I might have liked that better in the end. 
Well, I, and actually, I thought that's what they were going to go when they had the train thing. Yes. And then all of a sudden, okay, the vibranium suits fall off. Yes. And now they're just fighting. Yeah. Instead of the weird patchy vibraniumness of it. Yeah, and the exact nanosecond timing that's needed to get stab him while the vibraniums shoots off. Yeah, I did. I'm not still even to this point sure I really got that, but. Yeah, and I didn't. The whole scene in the subway in the city. I guess the underground city. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like it all because the entire thing was CGI. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's the entire world, the entire characters, they didn't even have them as them, you know, fighting. It's everything on screen right now is, is fake. And I can tell it's fake and they're fighting as they're dropping down. And I'm like, this looks really bad. Oh, that bad. one was bad. That looks really bad. Yes. So I didn't have a problem. I, you had kind of told me ahead of time that you had some issues with CGI. So I was kind of looking for it. And yeah, like even when they're in the, um, I don't know if you want to call it, the ancestral area, you can kind of tell that the background's fake and it didn't really look all that good. But I was like, I, I can get by with environmental mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I wasn't bothered by Wakanda or any of that in the CGI because I guess I'm just so used to seeing CGI like that that I don't care. The stuff that really got me was the battle mm-hmm. uh, up above ground and then the action below ground um, when T'Challa and... Uh, Killmonger fighting was was bad. The, there should be a rule in movies that you cannot fight somebody as you're falling, <laughs> like some out of a plane, out, down a big shaft or whatever. It it just does not. It doesn't work. It never no. looks good. I mean, and it's just so impractical. It's just have them fall. How, yeah, have them fall all the way down and get up and fight. Yeah, them, once exactly. they get there. Yeah, that was a groan for me. And again, that's part of the third act starting to be like. Well, well that whole the whole battle. You know, you have the the rhinos, and you the have rhinos were bad. It's this entire Wakandan army is like thirty people. Yeah, uh, and so it's like, wait, hold on, this is one of the biggest militaries on the planet that, that's mm-hmm. hidden in here, and uh, and you see that again in Infinity War that somehow they recruit a bunch more people. Um, but it's like there's and the city is obviously huge, right? Right, and you have just these couple of tribes of. 10 to 20 people a piece mm-hmm. and they're fighting, you know, I was like, okay, that's kind of a weak cop out. Yeah. I guess if that's what you're going for is this big battle. Um, and then it was just, it was just cheesy all around. You know, the, the whole, the whole battle was, yeah, it was stinky. Everything, um, above ground, below ground, everything about the final battle scene. I just didn't care for whether it was T'Challa, whether it was Killmonger fighting T'Challa's sister and the general, I didn't really like any of that. And that that's really what dropped the movie down for me. Everything about that last act, the last 30, 20 minutes, I'm not sure how long it lasted. It really, really brought me down. And it sucked because I was really on a good path with this movie. Yeah. And, the, and the, they're so unnecessary on those effects. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. you can't have a rhino, a real rhino running at somebody, but you don't need the rhino at all, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you. Um, but when you use effects like that, so like the city of Wakanda, I knew had to be all CGI because that doesn't exist. You know, so it's like Asgard. You look at it and you go, eh, it's, it does look fake. And when you have the entire world, that, and I don't have a solution for that because the entire world's going to look way different than what we're expecting. You need some of those those real pieces involved in that. Mm-hmm. And when you just keep laying on more and more uh, CGI on top of the, the flying ships and, and things like that. It just, yeah. it just really takes me out of the movie. That when the difference of the 
in Avengers, when you had the Battle of New York, you have these CGI creatures that are, but you still have New York as mm-hmm. your as your base. Yeah, um, and so you can you can get along with that. But when everything is fake, it it really pulls me out of yeah uh, out of the movie from there. I can see that. I I, I see your point. I think for me, I I would prefer it be the way that you describe, and I think it's better that way. But it, I think I've just become so numb to large CGI cityscapes and especially these types of movies that it just becomes kind of background to me. It's just, that's where the bar is. I don't really, you know. Yeah. But when you add, you know, them both being CGI characters fighting. Oh yeah. Sure. It just, it's like now again, nothing, right. Nothing is real on screen right now. And they're just doing all that. So the computer, it, uh, it, it takes, it takes a lot away from it. I will say that his, uh, his sister, I really liked. Mm-hmm. I thought she did one of the the best jobs in the movie. I've read online some people really hated her character, but I thought she brought not only she I think she was the only levity in the movie at all, and I, I just really got on board with that. She's not really that way at all in the, in the comics, okay. and so they, they they shifted her to more of a uh, tech genius right. building thing. Which I did have a little bit of an issue with because T'Challa is supposed to be that master genius. Uh, I can build anything, basically a Batman. I can build mm-hmm. any anything at any time to help solve this problem. And they kind of shifted that away from him. They did mention that he built his first suit, but he wasn't the the genius sure. piece of this. And so, but I did actually like how they separated it because I did like her character. Yeah, I. So I liked her character. She was fine. And I completely agree with you that she was the comic relief. But it just felt like too much of a stereotypical gadget guy, right? Right. The movies that have that, um, you know, what's it, Q from James Bond? Q, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just to the point where that makes it hard for me to really enjoy that kind of character. But she did did fine. I'm definitely nowhere near the hatred category. It's just it wasn't. My favorite, I if we're talking side characters, I I thought the general was fantastic. General Okoye, she was uh, badass. I mean, she could fight. I thought that the fight scenes that she did get, she did great with. I thought she had she had a couple of lines in there that were kind of funny, but she was like really strong and impassioned, and, and I just thought it worked really really well. I thought her staff that was super powerful was really cool. I didn't yeah. really like the car chase scene with either of them. I, I very didn't like that so they're they're shooting at the car oh it's made of vibranium okay and so i get out of the car and stand on top of it it's like "Mm, you're not made of vibranium (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like why not just stay in the car that's bulletproof yeah i (laughs) did like the beginning of that action scene though when they're in the casino i thought that started out i thought that was good really really well so i I liked okoye a lot my issue with her character was i didn't think they played up the angle enough at the end when it's her it's not her husband, but she's in love with the guy from Get Out, and he's the one, the first one to really take Killmonger's side in all the battle. Right. And they end up being the reason that the battle stops because, you know, they come head to head and they're like, are you really, are we really going to fight this out basically? And right. he says no and drops his weapon. It, that, that scene would have worked a lot better had they built up some more of that conflict before that. Like, I, sure. We all assume that they're going head to head and that they like each other and everything, but there's really no there's no sense of conflict between the two of them up until that point. We all know what's happening, but they don't address it. And then it's like, Oh no, we're head to head. Are we really going to fight? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I had forgotten that they were involved, 
you know, by, by the time I got to the... <laughs> okay, I kind of wasn't saying that And so they mentioned it, you know, early on and then by one line. And then you never really see any of that relationship exactly. from there. And so they needed, I think, something else in there yes. of, of, hey, I'm following him or whatever. Because when, when that happened, I was like, why the rhino stop? Yeah. And then they started talking. It's like, oh, right. They, right. they, they love each other. Right. And so I was like, okay. I, and you never saw her, if I remember right, with the rhinos. The only thing you ever get... It, so the only way you know the rhinos exist is because T'Challa talks to that guy by the rhinos. Right. And I think it's that same conversation where T'Challa is talking about his ex and he's talking to the guy from yeah. Get Out about how he loves the general. So that's your only connection that the guy from Get Out is the head of the rhinos and that he's in love with Okoye. Right. And so then you're supposed to, I guess, piece it all together. And I think you do. I don't think it's too hard to piece together that when the rhino stops and licks her, it's because she must have had some interaction with the rhinos because they're in love. But I completely agree with you that it was kind of this moment where you're like, oh, right. Yeah, they're together. Whereas if you had been reminded of that a few times, like because she has the general has an argument with. T'Challa's mom or sister about whether she should stay or go or maybe it's no, it was with T'Challa's ex. Yeah. about whether she should right. escape with the family. And she says, no, I'm going to defend the throne. Like maybe if she had had that. And conver- my lovers here. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you would have done it off the top of my head, but something like that to remind you that she's going through some stuff with her guy until the very end. Yeah. It, it didn't occur to me until he jumped off, it, you know, the rhino. And yeah. then he's, I forgot what he said there. And then I was like, oh yeah. And yeah. But, because when they had her surrounded, um, she, I think she said something to him, but he was going to kill her anyway, yeah. you know, before the, the gorilla guys showed up. Right. But it was, which by the way, it was weird cause they came out of nowhere and no one saw them coming across this, this blanket field. Right. But everybody mm-hmm. knew it's going to happen. I mean, that's yeah. the oldest right. yeah. trick in the book. <laughs> dun, 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 cavalry arrives. Yeah. Right. And so we knew it was coming. Just how was it coming? And right. all of a sudden he's standing behind him <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then grabs him. Right. Um, but I guess if I watch it again to see, okay, are we really going to fight this? And he's saying, yes, I'm going to kill you. And then later we're really going to fight this and he knows he's going to lose. Yeah. Type of thing of, I didn't, I didn't remember again. I didn't remember that they were, Mm -hmm. they were like that until he dropped, dropped the sword. Yeah. It it could have been an impactful moment, but it really wasn't. Yeah. And I hate episode two attack of the clones for forever ruining me of anybody writing any kind of animal that doesn't look slightly real. <laughs> it just immediately when I saw riding the rhinos, I could, all I could picture See, was Anakin. just Anakin riding that thing. I'm like, and maybe that's kudos to George Lucas because here we are like 15 years later and people still can't figure out how to make people computer graphically ride an animal. Right. So maybe we should just not do it. Right. Like even if you're going to put the rhinos in there, just, just let the rhinos be in there and go cause a mess. Like you don't have to ride them. It's not necessary. Just let them go through there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. There's just, I've never understood why choices like that are made. And yeah, the whole, we've been harping on it for a while now, but that the last act was really the sticking point for me in this movie that it just didn't seem to capitalize on what all it had built up for the, for the first two thirds of the movie. Yeah. And with, uh, at the end with, with Killmonger, with him dying. Mm-hmm. You know, the, so they're watching the sunset. His dad had you had a little snippet in there of, hey, the sunsets are the most beautiful in Wakanda. And so they're kind of ending with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his line of I'd rather die than, than live in chains. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I mean, obviously, there's 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 that message there, but I think uh, T'Challa 
could have done something to her, but I'm not going to let you, yeah. you know, die or something like that. And something to where he's not killing off the the enemy, I mm-hmm. guess. But it does. I mean, it does stay true to his character of as a king in this guy's there was an uprising. He he would kill you, right? And, and that that's where he differs from a lot of superheroes. He has no no problem killing you in the name of of his people or his country or sure. or whatever. And I and I do like the way that they kept him for all intents and purposes a serious character. Yes, yeah. he's never one that jokes around and you know he he's a king he a monarch you know these are my people i'm always very very serious right uh, where dr strange they tried to make him comical and he he didn't need to be the comic relief Mm -hmm. you know and that's why you have his sister over here to kind of do those sorts of things they did a couple a couple things with with t'challa about you know the suit Mm -hmm. uh of hey erase that video type of thing that's that's brother sister banter Mm -hmm. that, that i think would is okay, but I'm glad they didn't go too far with with that of taking him out of his yeah. his character. Yeah, I I thought I thought that was good. It because I remember I, I'm not as familiar with the comics as you are, but I remember Doctor Strange feeling all sorts of weird in terms of its humor. But I was glad that there this one had enough you know comedy in there for me. It didn't I didn't expect it to be overly comical, but every movie needs a few laughs here and there, and the sister did provide that. I thought it was thought it was well done. Yeah, and he was he was very stoic in Civil War because um, I mean his dad died and he's yeah. looking for revenge, and I'm glad they kind of because I mean that's his that's his personality. Yeah, and I, I think you know it very much tied into I guess people's perceptions of ritual, cultural, ancestral Africa, and it would be really clashing I think to have a king of some place like that be lighthearted and goofy and right. joking. I mean, you know, it very much, I think, was supposed to feel like a king, a uh, lineage and ancestry, and that, that you know, you got to be strong and powerful, and his dad gives him some messages like that, too, that kings aren't always good people and stuff like that. So it would have been odd to have the humor come from him. Yeah, I'm glad they stayed away from that. Yeah. I know you mentioned, like, the, the you know, see my people and change stuff. I, I thought this movie did a really phenomenal job of like walking the cultural and political tightrope. And what I mean by that, I guess, is that it, it clearly had messages it wanted to send, but it created a plot that allowed it to give those messages without feeling like it's bludgeoning you over the head. So it was ingenious, I think, to give Killmonger the backstory that he got. I don't know if that's from the comics. No, it was, it was great because it allowed them to address what Wakanda would mean to the real world and how things are different in the real world and why inner city LA is not Wakanda and Oakland. Oh yeah. Oakland. So close enough. (laughs) Um, But you know, it, it gave them that means to talk about what's wrong with the world and how they can fix it and what Wakanda's role could be. It allowed them to address all that stuff, but not in a way where you're just feeling like you're being preached to. It had, it felt real because that's what Killmonger was from. That's where he came from. So when he's talking about, you know, you guys are leaving me out to dry. We have all of our people around the world that you guys aren't helping. It's not this weird soapboxy message. It's this guy who was abandoned by. He his, lived it. Yeah. And right. so to me, that was genius. I, I, I'm sure some people aren't going to like any of it because they don't like political or social messaging in there. But if you're going to do it, that's a really, really good lesson and how you can effectively do it. Make it part of your story so that it's not, you know, right. it didn't feel out of place. I thought it was incredibly genius, incredibly smart, and especially in the end, how 
when he finally does decide to intervene in the world to have Wakanda take an active role. You know, he speaks at the UN, which is kind of a little bit over the top. That That's what you would expect, I think, the natural thing to be, like in a movie that's predictable, to have him speak at the UN. But they they contrasted that or complemented it, I should say, with the fact that they're building an outreach center to go basically rebuild inner cities and teach kids about science and tech. I mean, that was perfect too. It was a great way of like wrapping it all up in terms of how Wakanda can help people around the world. I, I was, I loved it. Well, they do. They did put themselves in a box there because obviously Wakanda can hear, heal you from gunshot <laughs> wounds, right. you know, within a day. Yeah. Um, and are they just keeping that technology to themselves? Sure. Right. <laughs> you know, nobody or, knows. No, we we don't want to share everything. Right. right there. But it's uh, and so I was kind of that's where I was forward thinking. And I was, I know they're not going to share all their all their tricks and and stuff with the world. Sure. You know, where they could do do a lot of good work. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I, I agree with you on, on the way they did it and coming from again. I of course I'd want to see more of Killmonger because again I just disliked him as an actor as a character. But I think uh, I think he is one of the better Marvel villains uh, mm-hmm. that we've seen. Uh, I, again, I don't think they did enough to to make him into that uh, to that great status. Um, but he's definitely much better than than again what we've been given so far. Which it doesn't say a lot to the Marvel. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they haven't given us a, a lot of good yeah. villains. I would say he's great by Marvel standards. I would say, you know, if you're comparing him to other movies, um, not so much. Although I really did like his his backstory. I, I thought his backstory was great. And the way that he was fully fleshed out and felt human and not just something disposable. That's what made me think he was great. But again, that, that last half, they really kept him from being uh, officially great. Because they just didn't, they didn't capitalize on the momentum after the ritual but to me he's great um in in the marvel universe i'm trying to just kind of rack my brain and i mean outside of loki who's been given like six movies to be flesh out yeah i can't think of any other i mean and and bucky kind of doesn't count either when he was winter soldier he was really cool but again he's had like a four movie arc now right so for one movie in the marvel universe where you typically just don't care anything about the villain i think he's he's great in that context well and and the problem is that they came down to it's iron man fighting another iron man yeah you know type of thing so Mm -hmm. it's panther fighting another panther Mm -hmm. and it's hulk fighting another hulk it's exactly so when he picks up the mask in the museum you know that's the mask that killmonger usually wears okay in the comics and so they kind of tip of the hat oh nice uh, to that but then of course after seeing the trailer i knew that he was going to be in a panther outfit which made sense for the movie uh one that he took over that power but two i'm gonna wear this really cool suit right that gives me these powers you know <laughs> yeah. and so that that you can't hurt and so why why wouldn't you wear that but i wish they could have gone a little bit different so it's it's it could be two guys that have like powers but it's not a panther versus panther yeah like i said in the beginning i i would have been completely fine just having a rematch of powerless two guys duking it out mm-hmm. yeah. yep Killmonger and, and T'Challa going at it again without without the suits and see that and that's where we we come to our our impasse of both both of us I think would have been rooting for Creed you know and <laughs> that in yeah. that head to head you know yeah. and that's not a knock against T'Challa but I just really really like him as an actor as a character right uh, and all that and so and uh and then it did go and immediately watch Creed right after that right and, I, and I watched still it. love it I watched it as well yeah so I'm at a four. Like I mentioned earlier, I was at a four and a half. 
until the last act. So I'm going to wing this part. I have not thought about where it lands for me in terms of the Marvel movies. I will say it's not Passing Guardians 1 for me. It's probably up there with Winter Soldier for me. So probably slightly ahead of Civil War. Yeah, I think that's about where I'm at. It's it's a top five Marvel movie for me. Um, if I think about it a little bit more, it's probably top three because I think my top five is Guardians, Civil War, not in this order, but Winter Soldier, and there's probably one more hanging out in there that I'm just not forgetting or not remembering. But see, and I I disagree with with top five for sure. Uh, I had it at a three and a half. Mm-hmm. I think if this was the first Marvel movie that I saw, then it, it could be at that status. But I think it. And while it's different, but it's still a lot of the same, that that hurt it. And it says, like, okay, I've seen this piece before. I've seen, you know, again, the Panther versus Panther yeah. you know, type thing. And then the CGI really, really took away from it for me. I do feel like I need to see it again before I can give it, you know, because, again, it had a lot of hype coming coming into it. And, you know, the most pre-sold tickets of, of mm-hmm. any Marvel movie, uh, of any movie, I think, the, the critics all given it, you know, and, nine to 10, you know, 9.5, you mm. know, everybody loving it. And so I had a really high expectation for it uh, and I don't think it got there, but I do need to see it again. I want to see it again before uh, I, I land on my, where I put it, but, I, but, but, but I don't, it's, it's not above winter soldier. It's not above civil war. Really enjoyed those. Um, and, I, and I still don't definitely above guardians. Sure. So it's, it's middle of the pack. I okay. think I, and I really like to see where I put it against Doctor Strange because I, oh. I need to see. There's a lot of parts of Doctor Strange that I liked. I mean, it has some some grown worthy scenes, but so did this. And so that's where I'm. I need to watch them both again to, to see where they they land. Yeah, Doctor Strange was very. I mean, they're Strange. very different movies, but the same <laughs> at the same time. It was a movie full of missed potential. At least I feel like Black Panther was three fourths. Well, two thirds if we're going by acts. Two thirds fulfilled potential and one third where it missed. I felt like Dr. Strange was just chock full of missed opportunities. Oh, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, that's missed, missed opportunities for sure. And Dr. Strange, they, they're trying to do a lot of different things. They yeah. could have done a lot better. It's, it's probably above Dr. Strange, but I, I view them as kind of the same. I would, I would strongly <laughs> disagree with that one. I, Dr. Strange is very much middle of the pack for me. Um, and I rewatched Civil War recently, and I, I liked it more than I remember liking it. But Black Panther, to me, did enough to separate itself from traditional Marvel movies for two-thirds of the movie that I that I appreciate that for being what it was. That's, you know, all things considered, though, Guardians is above everything. And then you're dealing with Civil War, Winter Soldier, um, and then for me, Black Panther. So... It, in there, if I'm, it's going to be splitting hairs for me in that group of of, of three. Better than Spider Man, Homecoming. Yeah. See, I don't think so. I don't think it comes close to that. Oh, see, I but we, I mean, yeah, a completely different subject for a different <laughs> day. But I enjoyed Spider Man Homecoming. But I, in fact, they're. I think I've. They're both. If we're if we're going on star ratings, they're both four star movies for me. So again, I'm I'm splitting hairs, and I I don't mean to. I wouldn't mean to sound like. One's way better than the other. Clearly, they're both four-star movies, so they're close. But when you start getting into that, i got to start slicing them up. I think I prefer Black Panther over Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, and when I come down to my, my rating of a three and a half, I'm comparing it to other superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And so 
as an action movie, I'd probably have it higher than that. But as a compared to super human genre, uh, that's where I put it at three and a half. Hmm. See, I, I feel like I feel like where it succeeds best is not in its action. I felt like the, the, the first jungle scene was too dark. I couldn't tell what was going on. I wasn't really oh, the only fight scene I think I can remember truly, really liking um, was at the casino. Like where I thought, oh man, this is choreographed really well. I like what's going on. Because as soon as they get in the cars, I didn't like it. I didn't really like the last fight scene between Killmonger and T'Challa or what's happening on the surface. Um, I think I may be missing one other one. I, I did like um, anything with Killmonger, but that doesn't really action scenes like Breeze right. taking over the plane and stuff. So I actually think from an action movie, it, it needed better choreography and direction and stuff during the action scenes. I feel like where it ex- where it, it excelled compared to other Marvel movies was in its non-action elements, how it had a, a good villain with an actual backstory, how it actually made you feel something and tied into social and political things. And, and honestly, I think that's where Winter Soldier kind of succeeded because it kind of took on this aspect of government surveillance and what's right and what's not and stuff like that. So it also had really cool action. Yes, it, the action scenes in, in Winter Soldier were better. Black Panther needed a better action direction. The, the action scenes were some of the kind of fault failings from my standpoint so hmm. yeah so three and a half for you four for me i don't feel like we're too far apart no um but definitely a, a very good entry into the marvel world right i mean it gets us ready for infinity war we know more about black panther maybe in black panther 2 they find a way to bring killmonger back who knows yeah and that, that's what i was i was i mean that you killed off t'challa and brought him back i figured you could do the same to i think anything's possible yeah right well, I mean, you you get your hands on the Infinity Gauntlet, and everybody can can come back. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. As usual, follow us online. Check out twoviewsmovies.com and subscribe to the podcast. And we will catch you in March. 